dine. We dash. We podcast. This is the Dine and Dash podcast with Matt Dean Pettit and Jeff Cole. Okay, guys, and welcome to another episode here of Dine and Dash Podcast. Jeff, what's going on, bud? Hi, Matt. It's me, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. From cool. Dine and Dash Podcast. And you know what? I've seen your face and your voice on other places. Don't lie to our listeners. Where are you from, Jeff? I was born in London, Ontario. Okay. Pride of Patty Cole? Yeah. 63 years later, here I am. You look good for your age. I know. You're like Yoda. Essentially. You are. Yeah. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. So what brings us into the Talk Shoe Podcast studio down here at Stack Market here today? What are we doing? Well, you know, I'm kind of feeling a little down because of, you know, it's February. There's, it's gray out. It's slushy. It's kind Freezing. of gross. But like, there's got to be something going on. Right? There just has to be something. There has to be something, Matt. You know what? And I think that something is, Jeff, a little something I like to call Winterfest. 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 Winterfest? What's that, Matt? Well, let me tell you, Jeff. Since 1954, here in Canada, we have an amazing winter fest in uh, the Belle Provence. That's in Quebec City. That's the Bonhomme de Neige. Do you know anything about that? Well, I know that when I was a child, um, we used to celebrate it in school. <laughs> I ne I've never been. Are you being serious? You used to celebrate it yeah, in school? Yeah, we would have like a two-week like winter fest at our school at W. Sherwood Fox in London, Ontario. And we would have... You know, Benum songs and watch videos and do crafts. I think and... I remember this too. Yeah, it was a whole thing. So that Benum Dinesh, do you know that like he is a figure? He's since 1954 in Quebec. And essentially it's like celebrating winter in everything in its glory. First off, I know you got back from Mexico as we told our listeners a few weeks ago. Yeah. Are you a slopes person or are you a beach person? I'm a beach person. And you know what? I never was a beach person until I met my wife and she's a beach person. And okay. then, but ever since I've been a beach guy. You've been a beach guy. Big time. Isn't I've always liked the idea of a beach guy, but the, the idea of just sitting somewhere for hours trying to get sun didn't appeal to me. But now, well, you I, know what? I love it. You look great. And Mel looks even better in a bathing suit. I know because I saw you post and that's a shout out. I don't know. I think I look pretty darn Right. Good. You do. You guys look great. You're a hot couple on the beach down in Mexico. We try. So let's frame this episode. So this episode, episode nine here we're shooting uh, is all about talking about through our winter blues. So as Jeff just mentioned, it is February. It's freezing. It's cold. It's shitty outside. I was at the dentist today. How'd that go? Well, pretty good. Really? Yeah, I got. I have great teeth apparently. Full, but full bill, bill of health. Full bill of health. But uh, yesterday I had. Well, so back in the day I had a post in my put in. Like yep. they, I broke a tooth, so they put a post in and like a little cappy thing. Yep. Yesterday I was chewing some gum. I was at my other podcast, which is uh, shout out Footy Prime the podcast, and uh, chewing some gum. And it came out. Oh, God. And I'm like, holy shit. Good thing I had an appointment for the dentist today. Already scheduled. Yeah. So that was a bit of a winter blues thing. It is. But there's, you know, there's a silver lining at the end of that. What? Is that you're coming in today with a brand new cap and we're talking about Bonhomme de Neige and Winterfest? Well, I mean, it, it, it's pearly white, just like Bonhomme de Neige. True. Do you know that Bonhomme de Neige is seven feet tall? He could play for any NBA team, really. Guy would be amazing. And he's big. He's big. He's a, like a strong center. He's he, like an Andre Drummond. He is like an Andre Drummond. They should call him Andre Drummond Dinesh. Speaking of which, do you think the raps, we always like to throw other pop culture references into the Dine and Dash, which is food and lifestyle. Yeah. Should the Raptors got Andre Drummond? No. Really? No, because we have, we don't, well, we proved yesterday, we don't need a traditional center because we're more about facilitating, like Marcus yeah. Saul. He's a facilitator. We have a seven foot tall 
point guard. Yep. The guy's, you know, he creates plays. He's Prime not, Spain. he doesn't just go underneath the basket and grab rebounds. He makes plays happen. For sure. He's an amazing passer, amazing court vision. Unbelievable. Yeah. And just for our listeners. So as we shoot this in Toronto, both Jeff and I are massive Raptors fans and Toronto sports fans filming here in Toronto, Canada. Uh, the Raptors just won 15 games in a row. That's nuts. And by the time, well, I guess this will be out tomorrow mm -hmm. and they play again tomorrow. That could be, I mean, touch 16. wood, 16. And then it's uh, all-star break. I know. We need to ride that high. Who are we playing tomorrow? Do you know? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. I the believe. Brooklyn way. Oh, really? We. Oh, that's always tough. It's a Brooklyn Dodgers. It's a Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah. That's the Kyrie way. That's going to be tough. Yeah. The Brooklyn way. That's yeah. going to be tough. Spread love. Spread love. So with that being said, guys, so it's going to be Raptors time, which is going to be nice about getting you through some February blues. Yes. But Winterfest, Jeff. And so just so you know, we talked about a little bit of Quebec one, which we'll talk more. Yeah. But you did you know that there's Winterfest that happened all throughout the year? Is that right? There is. Winterfest throughout the year? Sorry. Sorry. Hey, Jeff. Hey, did Matt. you know that there's Winterfest that happen all through different parts of the world? I did not know that. Oh, my God. But well, I, you know what? I I would love to hear more about that. I Matt. think you should. Thank you. Let's. Good thing we don't have to press record or re replay on that last little thing that I just said. Well, we did. It was the the tape went back. And got right back. Right. It's like a little VHS. So Winterfest here, as we know, are seasonal, you know, usually held in amusement parks, ski hills, parking lots, town squares, just something to get people into a place. I'm from Midland, Ontario, proudly, and we do an... Penetang does like these, which is the rival sort of town next door, about yes. five minutes away. Longest name in the longest Canadian city name, I believe. Penetanguishine? Penetanguishine. Wow. I, I believe. I still don't know how to spell it. P and then the rest. P-Tang, but that's what we call it. So being from Midland, being from Midland yeah. and Penetang, we were like the two. It's like Springfield, Shelbyville and like the Simpsons rivalry. Did you guys ever rumble? Dude, you go to a bush party when you're 17 years old with a two for a beer and you just played hockey and or basketball against each other. Yeah. You're not good. Well, where did you get the beer if you're only 17, Matt? Well, Jeff, we had our ways. I had I had Sam Hilliard's uh, fake ID. God bless him. I had Greg Parrott, who was six foot four. Oh yeah, Sammy was uh, a dreamboat. Sammy was not six foot four, but he was uh, he was older than me, and he, he did he did have a, I think a fake ID too. So we almost used like a fake to a fake. Fake to a fake. That uh, was great. Fair enough. Fair enough. That guy's now actually God bless him. He's an RCMP agent. So, oh well, yeah. if if you're listening, <laughs> yes. go back in time and arrest Matt. That's right. Please do. You probably would want to. God bless you, Sammy. I love you. Sammy the Bull, shout out because I know you'll listen. So wait, if you grab his ID now, could you pretend to be an RCMP officer? I think so because we still look similar. Wow, there you go. Yeah. So you're both good looking we, guys. We are. We're trying to do like that Rob Lowe thing as we get older at 60. Oh, yeah. So I, you know what, with that being said, so Winterfest, as we said, so typically theme parties, getting people together. So in Midland and in Penetang, they do their annual one. They have like car smash up derbies. That's amazing. Right. They've got this huge hill that everybody goes down in like toboggans. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pancake sort of day where they get all the pancakes and all the maple syrup going on. I like maple syrup. You do, don't you? I love it. It's one of your main food groups. Well, there's wings, pho, yeah. maple syrup. Are you, you are like all jokes aside, you are a big maple syrup fan. I got to be honest with you. I am not a big sweet guy. Yep. I don't really like, I'm sweet enough. You are. But I love maple syrup, but I actually like Aunt Jemima's better than actual maple syrup. I'm fine with Aunt Jemima's. Fair enough. In my household growing up, the Jemima's was on the table. I love Aunt Jemima. No problem at all. I like Uncle Jemima too. Is that is that an offshoot? Pure mash liquor. Pure mash liquor. I want everyone to go on YouTube and look up Uncle Jemima's pure mash liquor. <laughs> Seriously, it's it'll change your life. Well, we have to. Okay. We're gonna show that as well. All right. Is it a good thing? Can we share that with our listeners? What's happening? I Absolutely. Think we have to. Yeah, it was an old SNL thing. Amazing. Oh yeah. Shout out to SNL. Shout out. So Jeff, give a little scenario here. So have you ever been to a Winterfest yourself? You know, I feel like I probably have. Yep. And 
you know, just off the top of my head, may, you know, Matt, why don't you, t can you tell me about some of the ones that I may have? You know what, to? let me tell you. So generally you want to show up first off, you got to wear something that's, you know, you like, you're wearing a scarf right now for all of our listeners here. Yes. We are filming this too. It's going to be up on our YouTube, but you are wearing a scarf. You're wearing a, you know, you've got a nice sweater, some slacks. You've got your nice boots. Yeah. Primark but, boots. Primark. And I know you love Primark. Shout out. Yeah. With that being said though, when you go to Winterfest, buddy, it's all about dressing to the weather and not to, you know, into the occasion. Yeah. So people are bundled up. Look at Banum. Look at your boy Banum. He's got that big red hat. He's got a big jacket. It almost looks like. Yeah, but he's not wearing pants or a shirt. No, he's not. But he's made of snow. Fair enough. But it looks like he's almost got a jumper. It's like you could show up to. A, so you want to show up oh. to one of these things with like those old school ski jackets from the eighties. Like a onesie. A thing? straight onesie. Oh, it's like a straight. I had a straight ski onesie when I was a young guy. I could see you wearing that. Oh, I'd wear it now if I still had it. Nineteen ninety two. Yeah, literally, literally down at Bowler Mountain in London. And actually, that probably would have been my first Winterfest because see? Bowler Mountain would do. They'd have like night skiing, but you could get, you know, sparklers and go down and there'd be like a big cookout. And Wicked. so that maybe would have been that my is, first. That is a winter fest, right? Yeah. We'd name them differently, right? There's like winter loot and what have you, but the, these are things that I think each sort of town does their own thing. Fair. So one thing that we want to do is if, you know, we'll shoot this out to you, the listeners as well, let us know on social media. So at dine and dash, the podcast, dine and dash podcast, part of me, and we'll put this on our screen and we'll share this as well. Let us know some of the like winter ludes, winter fests and stuff that get you that if you've been through uh, and been to over the last few years and stuff too. Now, Matt, can I ask you a question? Please shoot from the hip. Um, my favorite, I, I used to live, and I'm sure you did as well, live mm. vicariously through uh, winter fests um, on television. Can you think of which winter festival that we all would get excited for every year uh, on oh a certain uh, music channel. Oh my God, you're setting this up. Yes, hold on. Give me an age, at what age would I be roughly? So uh, the same? I'd say between 12 and 16, maybe. Maybe. Oh, I remember it's you that DJ, DJ party on Much Music. Snow Job. Snow Job. Snow Job. So snow, snow Job. Yeah, Snow Job would go take over a ski resort in yes. Canada. I mean, there was one in Banff, there was one in uh, Whistler. Yep. There was one out east at some point, but it would be all these bands would come and play totally on the slopes. Which, I remember, it. which is intense. Like you'd have guys coming down in their and on their you know snowboards and then totally. their, their skis, and then there'd be this band playing at the bottom. How cool is that? I remember that big time, man. It was on much music usually. Absolutely. And it was rocking. It was that Rick the Temp. That was everybody. Yeah. And the whole crew was right. there. Right. And it was. I think it happened in March break of every year and it was that was my that was my vicarious winterfest so rick the temp listens to the show so he'll hear that little shout out what up rick what up rick what up camp what up good guy yeah former I've, brock badger i think i met him once very good guy yeah he's a, a hell of a family man yeah he absolutely. loves sports too yeah he does so that is it that's probably one of my most famous ones too that i'm watching but that was something i never attended i always wanted to me too that was something you have to have a real hard ticket to get big time big time now there's another thing that we used to do a, a winterfest somewhat it was through the restaurant industry i don't know if you ever attended one of these but we had um ski cup wow with with the the uh Sir, the circuit group with yep. the jack Astors folks and there's yep. also keg cup i remember the keg cup yeah and those were were you know, just a bunch of degenerate servers and chefs and bartenders and managers would just go to the slopes for three days and have a winter fest and hopefully you didn't pick up any disease fest it was it, it was just people up and people absolutely it was friendly it was a cup it was it the was, cup it was great so that's an end. And I think they still do that. Don't they? Absolutely. That's something that like all their staff loves. Oh, who, who wouldn't? I would. Yeah. I don't, I did never, I was supposed to go to the keg one a few times, 
with like friends of friends over the years when I was younger, but I never, never made it. Well, you missed out. I did miss out. I you probably really would have, I probably would have died. Well, we should have our own next year. Well, let's do it. We need to organize the Dine and Dash Dine podcast. And Dash we can podcast do here down at Stack. Yeah. And just turn the place upside down. Well, I think that's, uh, I'm in for that. Let's do a little fist bump. That was an air fist bump. That was an air fist bump. So air with that bump. being said too, you know, this would make an amazing, so I know they did a winter market here with like a Christmas market yeah. down here at Stack, but would this not make, it's February, it's freezing. This place would make an amazing Winterfest market too. It really would. We need your design touch in here. Well, I, I am a, a certified design technician. You are? Yeah. You've got an eye for it. I, I've got two of them. You do. So. And you look good. Well, I try. So at this, so let's design Jeff Cole's favorite and foremost. You, if you could design here at Stack downtown in Toronto, Canada, Winterfest, Jeff Cole's Winterfest. What does it look like? Who's playing? What bands? More, maybe most importantly, what are people eating? What are they drinking? What does this look like, Jeff Cole? Well, for me, it would look like there's a big lull in the restaurant biz, probably mm -hmm. everywhere in the world where the where patios close down, Sadly. especially and is between january and say march break yep. or so that's when sort of the industry kind of dies a bit until say what's happening this friday which is valentine's day which is a huge day big shout out but so i would think that all of the restaurants that have a super you know a big dip in their biz let's get them all down here let's I agree. each of them do a, a dish or two from their restaurant maybe their bartenders can come down and and have a huge sort of you know beer market or something so this sounds to me almost like a, it's almost like a winter fest, like almost like Woodstock, yeah. but in the winter. Sure. So let's get out, like, let's get some bands down here. Yeah. Let's get food stations and restaurants. What bands would you want to see, Matt? I would want to see uh, CCR. No, we'd have to get them back together. Okay, but I'm just asking. In you, general? In general. CCR would be great. CCR would be good. I mean, that's... Dead or alive? Or anybody, or like, is it realistic? I'm thinking realistic because okay. you know what? Talking about this now, I feel like we could really pull this together. I actually think so too. Yeah. I think could we you really imagine should. doing a winter fest down here with a huge party, getting all of our restaurant friends, putting out some food? We attach a charity to it. Absolutely. We need to. You know what? I bet everybody could, brings a coat. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, I love I think, you know what? I think we have a like a VIP section that yep. you bring a nice coat yep. for somebody who really needs it this time of year. Totally. And you get in there. So you know what? This is going to happen. So we're going to talk to some other local vendors in here too. There's Yam Chops. There's another one called Mac House. If you have never been to Stack, Mac House is a really cool property. They've got a shoe. So you bring in your shoes, whether like Adidas, Nike, Puma, whatever, and it's an art studio. And what you do is you dress it all up and it's really rad. And we met the people over there. We'll get these different vendors in. My buddy Trevor Louie has a noodle bar beside where we're shooting here in Talk Studio. Oh, I like it. We can you know how I feel about noodles. It's your jam. And bars. Part of your... Only food groups. Literally. Maple syrup, pho. Uh, what else do we say? Chicken wings. Chicken wings. It's yeah. It. It's in there. Well, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I do like a poutine. Okay. And that, I think that's like sort of a quintessential cold weather snack. And this is why the, you, it's good we have show notes in front of us here because we organize ourselves down at Dine and Dash. Question for Jeff. Hey, Jeff, what are you wanting to eat at this Winterfest? Okay. Well, I definitely want to do, you know what? Instead of just people showcasing what they got, why don't we do themed dishes like let's say we have a poutine and everyone comes out and does their version of poutine amazing i mean that would be great i mean what's what's more cold weather what's more you could maybe have a like a, a hot beverage totally competition as well to see who can make the most you know satisfying yet loopy making hot beverage so let me ask let me tell you what people do globally especially in canada with bonhomme de neige yeah what do they drink at these winter fests okay. what they do in quebec city yeah it's a thing called caribou 
Caribou. Caribou, you ask. Now, is that is that like literally uh, made from uh, an animal? I think it is. It's like the blood of, uh, of a caribou. As you do. As you do. It's the winter. Uh -huh. So it's pretty much apparently the greatest drink for anyone north of the 49th parallel, which is us. Yeah. Canada. Caribou is a mixed drink, very similar to mulled wine, usually made of red wine, brandy, anise, cinnamon sticks, cloves, and maple syrup. Part of your food groups. Yeah. Served hot or cold. The result of this bevy is guaranteed to get in your insides tingling and ward off any winter cold. Did well, that not just sell it? Well, yeah. I mean, you, you had me with tingling. Producer Erica is shaking right her now. head. Yeah, but you, producer Erica doesn't drink, which is fine. But At all? No. Not much. Not much. Not much. That's fine. That's, that leaves more for us. It does. And it's, you know what? I, she's much more responsible. That's why she's smarter than us. Yeah. And better in every way. With that being said, you wouldn't just like, and you wouldn't like anise, cinnamon sticks, cloves, maple syrup, and like hot water, Erica? Right? It's like a it's like a hot Sounds toddy good, right? minus the booze. So another festival staple what we'd have. So that's that's a caribou. Yeah. Well it's caribou sounds great. So we could do a caribou. We yeah. could do Cole's caribou. Sure. Cole's caribou. Colabu. Colabrew. Colabrew. Carabrew. Interesting. Ooh, we could partner up with a with let's let's grab uh Station Cold Brew. Well or uh Ooh. well I was thinking a brewery. I like where your head's And on. let's make a let's make a caribou brew. And let's make it a winter beer for our winter fest. Do a little one-off. Stack market, yeah. And you know people that probably could do that. I think I do. Who's that? That would be Amsterdam Brewery. Let's talk to them. We're going to talk. Talking. They're going to come in and talk to us uh, in the near future. Do you hear that? We're going to have a beer episode. I think we have to. I think we absolutely And people do. have asked that too. So we've gotten some people tune in and say, listen, are you guys going to, because we did talk about with Ant from Ange. Yeah. And Ange Aiello with Super Wine Girl. We talk about wines. Yeah. Food pairings. I think the next evolution is definitely have somebody from the beer world. Yeah. Beer, spirits, that's right? definitely a thing. It so right, a thing. right now, this episode, we're talking about the blues, but this is great because we're getting out some great ideas. And I feel like you're motivated when you know that, you know, first of all, summer's coming. But totally. now that I'm realizing there's so much we can do this time of year, like this, right? is, this is awesome. Now we got a little pep in our step. I got some pep in my step. In your in your junk, some hump in your junk. Okay. When you walked in that door, Jeff Cole, I could tell that you were a little like, oh, it's Tuesday. It's freezing. It's cold. Yeah. Me too. I think you said that. Literally, I, you said it's effing freezing. It's effing freezing. With, with two, three letters after the... It's true. Yeah. And now look, we've already given some, for our listeners, some ideas around Winterfest, what to do, where to go. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a chance, you could get to Quebec City right now because winter uh, Winterfest is happening right now with Bonhomme de Neige. That goes till the 16th. So it's happening all weekend. Carnival. And Carnival. And then also in Ottawa is Winterlude. Oh, yes. Now, nope. Winterlude, is that where... They free the canal freezes and you can skate along it. Tick, tell them, brother. Wow. Absolutely. I've been to that, but in the summertime mm -hmm. and you could not skate. But no, I, you swam? No, but I saw someone on a rented bike go woo, come on right off the edge. Like a Bixie it. bike? Basically, but it was like a little mountain bike that you rented. This was years and years ago, but somebody just went woo. Right I wonder if they had too many caribous. That's what I'm thinking. So you're right. We've given our listeners some setup of, okay, here's some stuff happening around, you know, in North America of what's going on. We're going to be planning our own new, now Winterfest, which should happen. It's February, yeah. but we could extend this into March. Absolutely. We could do a Winterfest in March. It's freezing in Canada in March. It is. You know, we always forget that. We think that once there's, you know, a little bit of sun and it gets a little bit warm, we're like, oh, it's over. But then in March, April, May, you get snow. Dude, June, we've had snow. June. I don't want to hear about June snow, but I'd rather have snow in June than snow right now. Right. June, but it seems so far away. That's true. So we've talked about what we're wearing. So again, it can get to minus 30, minus 40. You're going to be doing something like 80s, 90s pull-up sort of thing. Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, I think a onesie. Definitely a onesie. Brighter the better. Yep. Just because, I mean, you know, I want to be seen 
and you know there's a lot of uh you know you, you don't want to go missing in the snow no you don't no no no, no. and i think because it's going to be a it could be a blizzard out there it could be and you know what but that's the thing with these winter fests even if it is a blizzard the show goes on the show goes on. i feel like it's even more magical when it's snowing like crazy we need it to snow yeah i don't you know we i've looked at where our listeners are coming from we've got quite a few in the states it's sort of regional and broken up part of me down in the states and then we have a lot obviously here in ontario and across canada and if you were in toronto the last like week we, they had some good we had some good snow on sunday night here we did that was like magical snow it was beautiful blankety snow it was like elsa snow yeah what's that frozen well yeah i mean it's snow it and has frozen, to be frozen too i know have yeah. you seen them i haven't but my my wife took her nieces and nephews a couple weeks back and she said it was amazing so cute yeah Let's talk to it. Let's we, you know, we got to get people to talk about this movie review next time too. Sure. Movie, movie reviews on the show would be amazing. Yeah. So let's talk to, so now we've talked about Winterfest and what we're doing here in North America. Jeff, I think you need to tell the world of what is going on to our friends. Cause we're not just the only ones doing Winterfest here in North America. There's Italy, there's Austria. There's all the different places. So let's jump in and give a little, a little global perspective. Okay. Well, so one of them there's in, there's the Venice carnival. So it's every winter in Venice, Italy, it bursts into life with bursts into life. Well, I mean, what's the best way to describe this? It's fanciful masks, balls, and extravagant parades. Like it's just, it's a huge fest like we would have here, but obviously the, the weather is much nicer. Yeah. But um, it still gets cold there. Still Venice does get cold. True. Yeah. But it's not quite as cold as, no. as we do. No. Um, but it's, I mean, you got to think of, of Venice, you know, it's canals canals. So it's the, you know, streets made Gelato. of water. Yeah. But the back streets, the beautiful St. Mark's Square, it's taken over by mysterious masked revelers. Um, there's the gondolas are filled with fancy characters. They go up and down the the, the canals, and the, I can imagine the food is great. It's that it sounds pretty darn good. It almost sounds a bit like a Tom Cruise movie, though. What's that like? Eyes wide shut? Is that what the one was? Like it yeah, sounds, big orgy. Big orgy with the masks. Yeah, orgy masks. Could be. Do you have an orgy mask? I I know I need one. Well, Do you? Uh, well, obviously. Yeah, you're married, so probably. Well, that's what happens. But okay. you guys are two years. You guys are still quite new in your marriage. We are. So the masks might not be required yet. Not yet. Amsterdam, Jeff. So Amsterdam Light Festival. First off, have you ever been to Amsterdam? I've not. Ooh, you guys got to go. I know. It's amazing. So I love Amsterdam. I've been there a few times. So the Netherlands during the winter, darker months, dark winter months, part of me, the Amsterdam comes to life with a spectacular open air exhibition called Amsterdam Festival of Lights. So it's 53 days. It gathers over the best national and international artists that showcase their light through different works and through the city center and all surrounding area, mm. similar to mm. what we do here in Toronto Okay. with the distillery district. Ah, so yes. if you can't make it to Amsterdam as part of our winter festival light festival yep. suggestion, make your way down to our good friends at the old distillery district there. And they do a light festival happening on right now. Is that right? That is. Well, I, I mean, I didn't know that. So this is what I love, Jeff, is that we've talked about this before off camera and off mic. You're like, Matt, we should really talk about what's going on in the world now. Yeah. World news. Absolutely. Because Dine and Dash is, yes, it's about food. It's about culture. And it's about sort of weekly sort of thematic sort of pop culture news. What's happening. We're really bringing that news thing into the world now, bud. Well, I mean, well, you got to think what brings the world together better than food. Right. And which is what we're talking about. But it then is. we just add everything else. We bring the dash. That's the dash. It's a dash bar. Just a dash. Just a dab of dash. What do you got happening in Austria? So in Austria, there's a... Uh, Good in, luck with that second word. <laughs> so snow bombing mm -hmm. and Meyerhofen, Austria. Meyerhofen, Austria. So in the Alps, in the town of Meyerhofen, uh, seven crazy days and nights jam-packed with music and mountain fun. 
lots of <laughs> powdery powdery pistons. Yeah. What is that? What's a powdery piston? Who <laughs> sh- what producer wrote these show notes? Right? What a terrible... Well, who printed them? Well, I don't know. The printing's pretty solid, I think. Well, some of the hottest names... So it's not like an electronic music festival. EDM? Yeah. A lot of like, drugs? Yeah, well, I mean, that's up to... Well, I mean... I would hope so. Austria is known for its drugs. <laughs> I'm sure. You know. Austria is known for drugs and like... It's like, yeah, we're going to get totally Austria tonight. Right. That's what happens when you're doing... And it sounds these, like, people, in the like winter. people are attractive, I think, in Austria. Yeah, I think so. Right. Well, look at Arnold. Is he Austrian? Yes, he is. Yeah, there's another famous Austrian person, but we won't talk about him because yeah. I think he was bad. Yeah, what a dick. Total dick. Yeah, we don't need to bring up his no. name on this Dine and Dash. So that sounds fun. So that's a 21-year-old festival. It runs from the 13th to the 18th of April. Of April. Now, would it Snow still... bombing. I mean, I mean, that's pretty late. I mean, pretty late. But I guess in Austria, there's, you know... There's... Dude, it's cold. That's true. That's what we're talking about. Like, that, that's part of the Alps, the Austrian Alps. Yeah. So I have been to Austria before. And when I was looking at this too, snow bombing, if you guys get a chance, look up snow bombing in Meerhof in Austria. The pictures look amazing. It almost reminded me Remember when you said snow job on much music? Yes. It Although is, it is like that. It's like a huge party in like these alp in this alp town because it's an, yeah. that's a, like that's like a mountain sort of town. Mountainous region of Meyerhofen, Austria. Austria. And it's literally like a huge pa- it's just a huge party. Huge jam festival. And it's an it, like an EDM fest. EDM fest. Wow. And there's beers, cocktails, wine. Well, I like that. Promiscuous Those sex are things and drugs. I like. Now, what happens next door in Germany? Well, in Cologne, my favorite of the perfumes. Yeah. Cologne in it has the Cologne Carnival. So locally known as the fifth season. Get it? The fifth season. This festival. Oh, is. I get it. Yes. Uh-huh. So it's not the fourth because there's four there seasons. There are this, four seasons. This is the fifth. So I guess everybody waits. And so this has become a kickoff as well. Guys, get a chance and Google this because when we were doing our sort of fun study notes on this and working with our partners, the Cologne Carnival Festival is amazing. So the fifth season is the Cologne Carnival, which undoubtedly is the biggest, wildest, crazy celebration in Germany, which is a lot to be said because the Germans are not a party. It usually kicks off on the 11th of November, uh, 11-11, and it usually stops for between a, a piece of around Christmas and takes off and runs right till April as well. Wow. So that's like a huge, huge sort of just Carnival Festival party. Everyone's in the streets, restaurants, everybody. If you don't have a patio, you put stuff out on the patio. There's music. There's, and Europeans, man, just know how to do they it. They know how to do it. Right? Yeah. Like if this was something that we, we're going to do a kick-ass party. Our party's going to be amazing. Yeah. Here, but the Europeans just get it. It's it's just a whole different way of life. Ball of wax? Yeah. Here we're more worried about how big our house is with no yard. Right. And there it's like, well, how many days out a week can I eat it at, like, at a cafe? Right. And they, nice and they go see their friends, right? And they socialize yeah. with their friends. Yeah. As opposed to getting the biggest space you can for just you and your, you know, three or four members of your family. Do you know you what? You lock the door. You lock the door and you don't know your neighbors. No. Do you know that a parking spot downtown Toronto just sold for $100,000? Yeah. Oh, yeah. $100,000. I've heard of ones. I think there's ones that are more than that. Is there? I don't know. I try to avoid all this news because it makes me depressed. It's February blues. And you know what I don't think you're allowed to do? You're not even allowed to take like a an RV or a little trailer and park it on it and live there. Really? I don't think so. Tenement on wheels? But that'd be sweet. Don't, don't get think? too excited unless we bring until we leave that tenement on wheels out here. Yeah. What movie? I don't know. Na- National Lampoon's oh, Christmas, Christmas Vacation. Vacation. Thank you. Just draining the shitter? Just drain the shitter. Shitter yeah. was full. Shitter was full. Jeff, tell them, tell our, tell our friends here about Tomorrowland. Everybody knows. Well, I would think most people know Tomorrowland, but this is Tomorrowland winter. So it's another big, massive EDM fest. Um, happens at a ski resort, a French ski resort. Um, Alpe de Hoos. <laughs> Alpe de Hoos. 
up the who's i've had something out the who's. You, you know who we need for this is chef romaine back for that one we do yeah yeah he'd be making sound that nice i mean it's like it's skis skiing djs you know snowboarding good vibes drinks food and i mean it's you're in the french alps which is amazing unbelievable the backdrop is nuts amazing to think about like almost like a the way that i would describe this would be like a well like tomorrowland but right. in the winter right you know, when you say Tomorrowland, it just paints a picture and I know exactly what we're talking about. Well, I think, you know what I think of? I think of uh, Burning Man, but Frozen Man. <laughs> right. That's something we could create. We could. Frozen Man. Frozen Man. The Canadian version. Yeah. Instead of lighting up, uh, you know, a giant Burning Man, we just, you know, spray it with a hose and they just freeze us. Because, <laughs> that you know, that works. And right. then everybody puts their tongue on it. It's like, ah, 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 and you know what I mean? And it sticks. It does. Oh, That's the point. I love it. Here at tomorrow. So we got to, this is, I think, our goal for the next maybe year and a half, two years, next couple winters, part of me, maybe. Yeah. We got to hit Tomorrowland. We got, what would you do out of that list from Amsterdam to snow bombing to Cologne Carnival to Tomorrowland in Elp de Hughes? Uh, which one would what you would hit I first? Do? Honestly, I don't think I could do one until I go to the Carnival in, in Quebec. True. Because I want to see like our festival yep. our yep. winter fest and see how we do it as canadians i love it now contentious issue mm -hmm. is quebec is a very unique culture very similar to europe totally but very it's still, proud very proud yes, culture but still canadian absolutely so am i okay to call it our country's festival or do i need to call it a quebec festival? no i think it's it's a canadian festival in proudly, Canada, in Canada, proudly held in the Belle Provence in Quebec. Okay. And they're the host. It's like, I, I yeah, they're, they're part of Canada. Oh, so, of course they're absolutely. I know, just want to make sure that I'm not stepping on toes by not I don't saying think so. it's Quebec. They're very, so. no, it's, I think it's, they're very, cause you know what, if you looked at the tourism who goes there, mm. yes, there's probably a lot of local tourism, of course, or local uh, patrons that go because that's their baby yeah. and it's in their backyard and Quebec city is not a big city. It's small. It's so, it is, yeah. it's so amazing. Have you, you've never been to Quebec city? I have been to Quebec city. Oh, you have. Okay, good. I went to Quebec city and was a, this was years ago, yep. but Preston Manning, the former leader of the Republic or reform party yep. decided we, I we sound like Preston Manning came over to our table Hello, at, Preston. on a, on a patio and they proceeded to have a, a press conference. Really? At our table. Okay. And as you were like doing shots of tequila or what? No, as a matter of fact, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was underage, but what I had done and, and did you have is, Sammy the bull's ID? No, oh. I, I had a blank gun. So a starter's pistol. No, you didn't. Because I thought it, my, my buddies and I decided like, Hey, you can buy a starter's pistol here. Oh my God. So some, it wasn't mine. Somebody had bought this starter's pistol and I'm holding it in my hand as there's our, or these RCMP guys and oh secret God. service standing around. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to get killed. You're going to get killed. Yeah. So anyway, that's my story. But... And you were 18. Nope. You were 17. Nope. You were 16. No. You were 12. 14. Wow. Yeah. Did you really? Years ago. Yeah. You really started young. It did. Troubled teen. I was. So now that you've grown up and become, so that's a good story. I love Quebec City too. I've been once as a kid yeah. and fell in love with it. It's like going, that is like going to Europe. That's like literally going to a small little village in France. Literally. Yeah. Such a cute, cute place. And we we got to go. We do have to we go. We really have to go as adults. Well, you know what? Why don't you do a little plug to what we do? Because this is our winter February blues sort of thing. But why don't you tell our listeners what we do starting when spring starts, when spring starts into summer, what's our show that they can catch us on, which hopefully we'll be going from place to place to place across Canada and North America. Well, last year, Maddie and I started, as some of you may know, Patio Show T.O., which is a daily, bi-weekly, weekly, weekly vodcast. 
kind of thing. It is. It's a show. It's it's on it's IGTV. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. We hit the best patios in Toronto, and we t- talk about patios, everything patio. Yep. And we do a different patio each episode. Now this year, last year we did twenty three. We did. We did twenty. No, we did twenty four. We only episodes? put out twenty three. Okay. But we have one hiding, a sort of a missed one. So anybody who watches Patio Show TO, um, this year, Patio Show 2020, it's not Patio Show TO anymore. It's right. Patio Show 2020, because we're going to hit not only Toronto, yep. we're going to go all around and see some other. We did do one in New York. Yep. Which was awesome. Which was great. Rooftop at uh, DN, or, uh, Dream Hotel. Shout out. But this year, it's going to be even more. So one thing I'd like to do, um, we're going to have a contest. We're going to have a contest getting closer to it because I, I want contest. people, what we got to do, Maddie, I think is bring, we want to go to your favorite patio. Mm-hmm. Like we went to a lot of our favorite patios, yep. but I think this year we need to go to other people's patios. And you know what? We should bring the people whose patios they suggest to us. We should bring them with us. hundred percent. Yeah. So, so that's coming up. So you guys got to stay tuned for that contest and we'll find out the best patios that you have picked and you can show us why they're your favorite. Patios. And I love it. And this is it guys. That's patio show 2020 stay tuned that's going to be a lot of fun so we have that coming to you starting early spring which will be good and so when we talk about these great restaurants that we do on patio show uh 2020 coming up food food is always there and this sort of brings us right into that nice little dat dine portion of our show mm-hmm. so we're talking winter lewd and you alluded to this yeah part of our winter lewd sort of party is what would you be eating you said poutine well because it's especially if we're at the festival like yeah. at the carnival yep I mean, what's if, when I say Quebec food or winter food in in the Belle Provence? For sure. What are you thinking about? I'm thinking about Quebec food. I'm thinking about poutine all day. Absolutely. Quebec cheese curds, yeah. proper fries, and just to make it a little more Canadian, we put a little lobster gravy. Oh, we have the best lobsters in the world. We do. Yeah. And there's a lot of great lobsters that actually come from Quebec and obviously Atlantic Canada. Yeah. Which is closer. So I'm gonna walk you through. We're gonna go back and forth, Jeff and I. This is the kitchen for kitchen party part of our show. We want you guys to contribute some ideas. Always, again, if you don't like our lobster bisque, replace it and just do maybe, you know, you can put turkey gravy, you can put chicken gravy, you can put miso. Yeah. You, I gravy. Mean, you could do a, you could do a, a bechamel. Bechamel. You could do a hollandaise. I was going to say hollandaise right? for, that's for my wife, Mel. She's obsessed with hollandaise. And I love hollandaise. Oh, hollandaise poutine. Put a little, put a little poutine hollandaise with like a bit of a fried egg on there. Yeah. Oof. there's your breakfast game over so in this recipe it is our lobster bisque uh we're com- first making our lobster bisque so start with two lobsters the lobsters can be about a pound pound and a quarter so you want to cook lobsters do you know how to check jeff when a lobster is cooked and ready to go so you want to boil your boil them if you're probably the most probably the most easiest way is to boil lobster so okay. a big old pot if you've got two lobsters you can have a big old pot over high heat yep i've Get watched i've watched you yeah, we've Do had lobsters. some fun. So we want to throw, you know, in there, you want to put like a lime, lemon, maybe some bay leaf. So you're flavoring the water. Okay. That's important because I mean, that sort of would permeate the lobster. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like a court bouillon, which is just like a simple broth. So what you want to do at that point is lobster go in. The, the rule of thumb is cooking lobster is around eight to 10, eight to nine minutes per pound. Per pound. So if that's a pound and a half, you're going to be about like 12, 12 minutes, give or take. Right. Fairly so quick. yeah, fairly quick. So you never want to overcook stuff because you can always put it back in. So yeah. remove it. When I say remove the shells and remove everything, it's where you're picking the meat. So you can use that with kitchen shears. You can use a hammer. You could use your brother and sister's forehead, whatever you want to do, right? Yeah. You know, your significant other. So you want to crack that meat, pull the meat out. Now you keep that lobster meat separate. You just want to run a knife through it. So you're essentially like breaking down the meat. So that's tail, 
claws. Um, there's knuckle meat, actually. There's little meat in the uh, in the little feet as well. Uh-huh. Right? Now, Manny, in the legs. Have you ever done sort of a uh, a tutorial? Yes. You have done a breakdown tutorial. I have. On video. On video. We can share it. Can can we share it? Yep. Because I, I have know, I know there there's little bits that I'm sure that you know are the best parts of it that For people sure. have no idea. Good idea. And also it, it does sound a little daunting when people it think does. of like cooking a lobster. It does. A lot of people don't do it. One, it can be expensive. Two, they just are so intimidated. That's right. Well, who wants to mess up like a very expensive thing that's also alive? Well, my first cookbook with Random Mouse is called the uh, the Great Lobster Cookbook by mm -hmm. Random Mouse, and that became a North American bestseller. And the fact that we essentially demystified the cooking and how to eat and how to break down lobster and making it a hundred different ways. So yeah, yeah, man, let's send that out. Yeah. Let's, let's put let's, that out on our Insta. We're going to post that. So we'll post know. that and we'll put that on our Facebook as well. So now you've got your lobster meat, uh, in a pot. You essentially want to put olive oil, fennel, celery, uh, tomatoes, and you just want to sweat those through. So you're just bringing them all together. You've got tomatoes, you've got tomato paste, and you've got vegetable stock and a half a cup of cream. So, in a large saucepan, again, you want to get your you want to put in your shells, and the reason why you put in your shells, you want to get the flavor out of them, right? Okay. So flavor, olive oil, the shells, olive oil into the pot. You want to really just bring that all together. You're pulling any kind of meat or any kind of flavor that's built into the shells. You want to add a good knob of butter. That's when you have your carrots, your fennel. Is that is is that a technical uh, measurement? Not knob, a knob. A knob. A knob is like a yeah, I'd say a knob's like a good little. You know what I mean? A little, a little one, two. Yep. So carrots, fennel, shallots, tomato paste, your shells, your butter, everything's in. You want to cook that down. That's when you're going to afterwards add your veggie stock and your deglaze in the pan. So essentially it's going to be start burning. And when you deglaze a pan, like we're doing a roast or whatever, you're pulling off all the flavor bits that are on the bottom. Mm -hmm. So when you're cooking a roast, same situation, you want to get like a wooden spoon or something and just scrape the bottom because all that flavor is built into that sort of nice sort of crystallized caramelized parts on the bottom so good so good so now you've uh you've brought that you want to bring that to a bit of a boil you want to after it comes to a boil reduce your heat you want to cook that for about an hour closed so you don't reduce all it and lose all your liquid okay because again when you cook something and boil something off without the lid you're going to lose all your so your uh, sort of, liquid so it's just going to sort of permeate it's just permeated and you're just cooking everything down you really just want the the, the flavors to bend blend together Afterwards, you've got a strain, so like a big sieve. So because we put shells and all that other stuff in it, it's not a chowder. Oh, yes. You want and you obviously want to pull you, the shells out. You don't want to be just mowing down on no. like some shell. Well, you just got back from the dentist. Sauce. Well, yeah. And he, he was like, you have great teeth, so why would you want to do that? Well, That's yeah. what he said. So basically. you're going to strain that through a fine mesh sieve. So you just essentially over in the kitchen sink, you've got the sieve with a bowl underneath it, and you just slowly, carefully pour the soup, and you're straining it. Once you've strained that off, take that liquid, put it back into your pot and back onto the stove under a medium heat. Heavy cream, and the heavy cream, when that part comes in, is when it starts to thicken up, right? Mm -hmm. If you need to, you want to put that onto a bit of a boil and bring that back up. If you want to thicken that up a wee bit, you could always, always add cornstarch. Cornstarch, yeah. And you know the secret of activating cornstarch into something that's already like a liquid base? Is that turn it into like a liquid itself and then so, add it Exactly. In? So a slurry, okay. a slurry. Slurry. Sous chef Jeff. So you've got your little pan, you've got your little pot, and you with cold water, you just want to activate it. Okay. Create a slurry, slowly put the slurry of cornstarch into your soup and and whisk it and sort of stir it through now it's going to become like a real viscosity nice viscous uh gravy i like that why do you walk them through the old poutine ingredients okay. actual poutine well so we're going to get four large white potatoes any reason why we're using white potatoes and not say like russet or red potatoes or... i i like the fact that there's a good starch in a white potato okay um you can use a yukon potato in that as well 
I like the fact that it's a starchy potato. Okay. And what you want to do is you want to soak these potatoes. So I like to cut them. If you're doing this potato poutine the day before, cut them. You can just cut them by hand, right? If need be. Yeah. When you're at home and you just make nice little sort of frit pieces out of them or frites. Yeah. And uh, small little small little fry cuts, and then soak them overnight. So you've pulling out some of the starch, and then also keeps every sort of 12 hours. Replace the water. So you know when you get like great hockey arena fries or any of those great yeah. fries you love. And they're soft on the out. They're crunchy on the outside and soft in the middle. Yes, it's because they've they've blanched them. They've okay. blanched them overnight usually, and they're usually hand cut and blanched in water. So that's why I like to use those white potatoes. Okay, so then we're gonna get two cups of canola oil. That's what we're gonna fry it yep. in. Matt, do you know what canola oil? Uh, why it's called canola oil? Canada and oil. Canada and oil seed. I know that it's a Canadian made product. Okay. Uh, I've actually been out to see a bunch of the Canadian canola farmers out. True story out in uh, Saskatchewan. Oh and, wow and uh, manitoba which was amazing so they they were they were so they're so great they're such great people and such great uh advocates of farming and what we get so okay. and canola i love canola in the fact that it's also the highest smoke point ah, so okay. when you are going to be frying the smoke point so you're never going to want to fry anything in olive oil no uh you want sesame oil burns really quick burns as well. burns so you know you want to have something with a super high smoke point i think canola oil is about like 470 480 wow which is high okay yeah fair enough so we're gonna get the lobster tail out yep uh we're gonna get a pinch of sea salt yep. cup of cheese curds now the cheese curds what differentiates cheese curds from a regular cheese? Like what's the, what's the deal there? So curd is something that obviously comes together. So it's built in like a big, big block. And mm -hmm. essentially when they break it down, you know, it comes in like a liquid form. Pardon me. When you put it into hot, hot water, when they boil it, it starts to come into curd. Ah. So you add the liquid so whey. It's curdle. It's curdle. Curd, oh, curdle. Okay. So when you have a, you have a big pot of hot water. Yeah. And you have liquid dairy. You've got your liquid cheese and your liquid dairy going in with whey in, included in it. As soon as it hits the water, it starts to curdle. Okay. And that's how you get your cheese curd. That is. And they're little pieces. They're almost like little like little dumplings, right? Yeah, and they squeak. And they squeak. And then you pick them out and you let them sit and you let them cool. And that's how they get that softy, squeaky sort of ness. And there is something to be said because that is again Quebec sort of treasure because Quebec yeah. does make the best cheese curds from what I know. Yeah. Uh, and they're very proud of it. We do have great ones here in Ontario too, and also in Wisconsin. Well, I once bought uh, cheese curds at a truck stop in Quebec. 100%. And you ate them at room temperature, just chilling. I did not eat them because I'm lactose intolerant. <sighs> That's right. But my wife ate the whole bag. Right. And she's lactose intolerant. Is she really? Love you, Mel. Love you, Mel. So let's. So how do we put this all together? Buddy? So now, okay. So you've got your lobsters. Um, we want to have a separate lobster ready to go. So we've got our lobster bisque made, which is the gravy. Yep. You just made, you've, you presented all of our ingredients. I've got a new, I've got a lobster that we're putting back in. So we could either boil steam or barbecue, whatever it is. But you want to pull that meat. Cause that's the meat that we're going to use for the topping. Okay. Right. So now we've got our lobster meat. We've cooked it. We're going to take, we've washed our potatoes. We've cut them into matchstick pieces. We've, as mentioned, put them in water for either 12 to 24 hours. You don't have to, mm. but to get them really nice and crispy and, and soft in the middle, the longer in the water, the better, keeping them submerged. So all of our mise en place is set and ready to go. So in a home deep fryer, you can do this on a pot with a bit of you know canola oil with a lid and so forth, just really monitoring and be careful if you're doing this at home. Yeah. Um, you want to fill it halfway with say the canola oil, heat the oil to 350 degrees. And so that gets to a roaring, uh, a roaring quite little boil on that. You can use a uh, cooking thermometer to measure that. Mm -hmm. So you know where it is. You want to just slowly put in a couple fries to test, 
but you want to then do them in batches. So like when you see fries in a great place, they usually work them in small batches, mm. hand cut fries, small batch, right? Small batch. Small batch. Sounds good. Like a whiskey, right? Like small batch whiskey, small yeah. batch fries, like New York fries. That's it. Shout out. So you've got your fries going in and you just want to work them in batches. So a little bit in, pull them out with a slotted spoon, slotted spoons, just like a metal spoon that obviously won't melt. You want to put them onto a pan that's been laced with paper towel, season them, let them sit, and then keep going back. So you usually want to go back to them probably twice. So cook, let them cool, cook, let them cool. Cook them again. Cook them again. So you want to double fry them. Double fry. You can even triple fry, but it might be too crispy. Double fry is where you get that really, again, crispy outer layer, soft, soft, fluffy bit in the middle. See, that works good for texture-wise with a poutine because you have that like gooey stuff, but then you have some crunch, then you have some soft, fluffy bits in the middle. That's it. Oh, and it sounds you, really damn good. It sounds amazing. And you can do this with like tater tots. You can do this with cauliflower heads and broccoli bits. If you don't want to do it, you can do the same thing, right? Yeah. If somebody wants to go uh, veggie and, and maybe not eating all the carbs. So roughly chop the lobster meat. Again, we're going to keep that off the side because we're going to use that as our garnish and our topping with the mm-hmm. gravy goes on top. So when you're ready to go, uh, everything is set. You've got your fries ready. So in a large serving bowl, we're going to sprinkle them first with sea salt. So you always want to season them up. I like mm. a nice flaky sort of sea salt. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Flake it up. Like shaved almost. Like shaved. So I like, like those. Right? Yeah. That's, Beautiful. That's, that's the best salt I've ever had. Is like Himalayan. That. You could do like uh, Israeli black black salt, yes. black sea salt. You could do um, Vancouver Island sea salt, which is amazing. Murray River from Australia. Highly recommend. It's like a pink one as well. Yeah. Salt's a natural product, right? That comes from salt beds. So super cool. I had a bunch of salt sort of containers like this. It was not fax salt or fax something it's a little like container of the okay. like shaved salt oh beautiful but just great stuff yeah I, and you use that sparingly use. right you get the old like sure. salt bay going down oh yeah so then you've got your fries you then want to first top with cheese and then t- with your cheese curds and if you can't find cheese curds it's sacrilegious but you can use just shredded cheese it's cool again this is your party not so ours. our american friends who can't get unpasteurized cheese right yeah shout out and so just you know i think it's it's kitchen this kitchen party is about you doing you you do yeah. you. You know what I mean? Sure. If you don't like cheese curds, you put on shredded cheese. If you don't got a lobster, you suck. That's it. Sorry. Peace. But no, so you've got hot your fries. Dogs. Hot dog would be great. Yeah, you could throw hot dogs. Kids party. There so you, go. you put this, make this little bun de neige to, for the kids. Mm-hmm. So you've got your fries, you've got your cheese, you've got your lobster gravy. Now you want to top that with your cooked lobster meat, some chopped chives, and away you go. And you have literally the best winter lewd, winter fest, lobster poutine you can have. Wow. What do you think of that? That sounds incredible. That's that. See, that's the kind of thing that I want to be eating right now. Um, you would need a couple, couple uh, pills, wouldn't you? I have my lactose pills on me. Oh, you do, and you keep those with you at all times. I do. You never know when you're gonna have a bunch of cheese shoved down your throat, like a lobster poutine. Absolutely. I love lobster poutine. We'll post this recipe too, as we will post, like you said, that lobster sort of breaking down thing. Yeah. So we can show people what that is about. And we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have links to our patio show to page. We're going to get that going. And you know what? I think after we get that going, we need to show these guys as mentioned, because you've got us inspired here, Jeff, to get this party going for this next, next month or so to plan our own little Winterfest party. Yeah. Cause it's February moving into March. And we said March is great. Cause St. Patrick's stays around the corner, which we're going to do a big party and big episode for. Obviously we'll have a few beers that day as we do. Thank you. So why don't we guys, we're going to send with you and we want to get some feedback from you guys as to how we can make our Winterfest a better party. If you guys want to be part of it, shout out to us, let us know, Instagram us, hashtag us. Uh, you're listening to this through either Apple, Spotify, sketch or whatever it is. So you hear all of our properties and our, our uh, social media platform. So hit us up on there, Jeff, tell them yours. The voice vendor at the voice vendor for Instagram. Uh, 
Yeah, that's what that, that is. is. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's really all it's you literally need. your business card. And I'm at Matt Dean Pettit, P-E-T-T-I-T. And uh, guys, this is episode nine of Dine and Dash. I'm Matt Dean Pettit. And I'm Jeff Cole. And stay happy because this is February and it's a shitty time. But be good because we got you and this is Winterfest. Take care.